This is Paul Robinson. You're listening to Starseed, an intrepid adventure with Mark Glenn Moore. My last lifetime was in Paris, France. I was uh, born sometime in the late 1700s, and then my later life was in the early 1800s. Very early on, I was a guitar player and joined a band. You know, we were all string instrument players. So there were any time between seven and nine guitar players in this band, and we played theaters in in Paris that had the acoustics designed for plays. So this was before amplification, and so we had instruments that, well, I played a four-string guitar, and they were very, it was Spanish-made, and we were very much, we were French, but we were trying to copy the, the great Spanish guitars and guitarists and musicians that were putting out some incredible stuff at that time, and we were trying to be that. So I played a four-string guitar that was uh, that was made um, in Spain, and there were multiple different um, types of guitars, um, six and eight, and, and maybe maybe at that time there was even a 12-string guitar. But we did uh, this alternate tuning. So every guitar was tuned to, to a harmony. And so if we just hit one chord, it sounded like an orchestra. So the band uh, became a little bit popular because of the entertainment value and, and the sound that came out of these instruments. So we could play them very hard and very fast, like the Spanish guitar players and write, you know, as complex arrangements as we could figure out and just make an entertaining uh, performance. But the sound with, with those guitars, at least seven or nine players on stage all at once with the, with the tuning um, was just really great in these theaters. So we did okay. And um, I, I loved, I loved that part of the lifetime and this band that we had together, we tried to tour larger parts of Europe. And the further we went away from Paris, the less impact we had. So we weren't as popular uh, outside, you know, the center city. Or mostly we did fine in France, but when we toured, in, especially in Eastern Europe, um, it was culturally just not relatable. So that was... Um, and this is before, way before recording and before amplification and, and, and all that stuff. But that was my lifetime. And I, you know, was able to get a little farmhouse and I, I moved out to the country and I spent the second half of my life being just like a farmer and, and uh, uh, just enjoying that solitude and being with the earth. And, and so I felt accomplished, but I didn't feel done. I had more music to create. And um, so that tells me that it's led me to this life. 
uh, to finish the compositions I didn't get to finish. So um, I'm doing that and I, I keep recording and I keep writing and um, just to make sure that it's done, it's documented, and then it gets better uh, each time uh, anyone creates a, a piece of art or a performance piece or a musical piece and you look at what you've done and then you can examine the components of it and then you can just make it better from there because once you understand the foundation you created. So that's my talk here uh, today is uh, to talk about the great spirit and the reality that we are able to create new experiences and then return and recharge and go out again and create more new experiences. Phenomenal. So that lifetime in, in Paris, France, well, there was a bit of notoriety that I was able to achieve, uh, which was nice because when I retreated out of the city uh, to the country, um, I would be joined by people that wanted to come and see and come and hang out and see what I was doing and, and, uh, find out what they're doing. So it was a big catch up and, um, I don't, you know, a two hour, um, buggy ride out, out to my place. And so we had lots of, um, really good party get togethers and mostly reminiscing about you know, the times uh, where, where the high life, I guess you would say, of that time for me and the folks I was working with. So it was really, really nice um, semi-retirement kind of thing. But as it was easy, um, but time moves on and, you know, aging and, um, in this lifetime, apparently I had a little heart issue and, uh, it had bothered me throughout my life. But this one particular, uh, day, uh, the big one, I had a, a major heart attack and, um, the folks that come and get you to, to take you to the hospital were somehow alerted and they came. I remember it taking a long time and it was horse and buggy because it was before uh, the internal combustion engine long before that, uh, before electricity, you know, and so a wagon with horses and they put me in there and my wife, she just said good luck or something, but uh, in prior times, she would come with me uh, when I needed this issue, uh, the medical issue with the heart, as I remember. Um, but on this particular uh, moment, she didn't get in the buggy and go with me. And I went, uh-oh, all right, this might be it. So I thought, ah, okay, wow, this might be it. This might be where, where I, I check out, and, and which I did. So I left my body. I flew out of the carriage. I can remember all this vividly. And I rose higher into light and greater light and more light. And then I was met with wonderful beings that I'm very familiar with. 
And then I had a, a moment of reflection where I was able to look at what I accomplished in this lifetime and what I felt about it, uh, what I didn't get to accomplish, what were any regrets if I had them, and, and just reflect on, on that lifetime, which was mostly successful. But, but I thought, hmm, I didn't finish. I didn't feel like I finished. And so from there, I go higher, and I'm with the great spirit, our great spirit. And that energy is immense, and it's more immense than the words can describe. I can say to try to, um, well, it's the ohm, the ohm, but the great spirit it, it sounds, the sound is like a, a, a huge ocean, just a roaring ocean, but multiply that by a billion. And it's, it's brighter than you can almost deal with. And it's, and, and it's so vibrationally, a, a billion oceans. And then I had the conversation like, well, how do you feel about that last experience? And, um, you know, do you feel like um, you happy with that? Or, you know, <laughs> uh, and so, uh, you know, that moment again, I felt that accomplished but not done. And then so I just absorbed into the uh, the great energy. I I, in essence, went to sleep like. I took a rest and it was just like, oh, the, the sound, the vibration of this energy is like the biggest warm blanket you could ever have. And I, I kind of thought that was it until I awoke, until I woke with the great spirit and a question was posed. Here's another opportunity to reincarnate, and you can do this, this, and this, and this if you choose. This is kind of like the idea. And I, I was really amazed that I, I awoke from this slumber of bliss and still had my identity, and I, all of my experiences were still intact. It was really kind of a, a very vivid thing that sticks in, in my consciousness right now. And so, so I'm given a choice. I'm, I'm awake now, I'm recharged and I have a choice to come to planet earth and have an experience here where, uh, I can, you know, finish, finish unfinished works, writing and music and stuff, but, but also maybe be a trigger to something more, um, because of the timing, the timing of this particular lifetime. And I said, absolutely, I'm in. And so from my past life in France to a, a beautiful slumber uh, in the great energy of our creation, our creator, uh, to this lifetime now, um, to hopefully accomplish what I have set out to do and, and, um, and feel complete. I want to talk about Maya 
and how I met Maya. Since I've started these podcast recordings, um, so friends and family are now aware that um, I have otherworldly experiences or whatever they want to think about it. And uh, so questions are coming up, uh, and and one of them is, uh, how did you first get invited? How did you get on the spaceship, a spaceship at the age of five years old? How did how did that happen? Were you taken? Were you abducted? You know, and all that stuff, right? Well, no, none of, none of that happened. I wasn't taken. I wasn't abducted. I met Maya in the park in uh, Sunnyvale, California, where I grew up. There was a park called Raynard Park next to Raynard School. So I always had to go through the park to go to school. And that was a daily thing. And even, you know, at any given time I could get out of the house uh, to be on my own, I would be in the park. So uh, one warm day in the park, as I'm sitting, you know, doing whatever I'm doing, I was probably just meditating uh, at that time. Uh, Maya came up and there and introduced herself and and um, very warm and very sweet and uh, very soft and gentle and not threatening at all to a five-year-old boy. I mean, you know, a very sweet woman with a soft voice, no problem, right? And we just started uh, conversation. And over, I don't know the time frame that I would meet her again at the park. And it was always at the park. And even, even when I saw my first band in that very park and I sat behind the drums, I remember Maya and I had a conversation after that about what that meant the band and the music and and that's when I decided at that age of five that I was absolutely a musician I just you know I knew it so that's where I met Maya who became my my spiritual physically spiritual guy teacher from the Pleiadians and I was invited to come up on a Pleiadian ship and you know, I was fine, you know, at five years old. I, I'm not really afraid of anything, I don't think, at five. And I certainly wasn't worried about this friendship I was developing with this Maya, who ended up becoming my teacher. But so I was invited up on the ship, and I went willingly. I was never abducted or taken against my will. It was an invite. I had perfect free will on any given moment of this experience. And it just started at five, and then it just kept going. And so that's why I'm recording these uh, recordings for this podcast, uh, which will it will it will evolve it will evolve. But this is just the start, actually. So whoever is listening, uh, very much appreciate it. Namaste, and um, send me um, a note on my website, 
mark at markglenmore.com is the email or markglenmore.com. You can go to the website and I'd just love to hear from you. Anybody that has any experiences similar to mine or even remotely um, cousins to mine, uh, love to hear from you. Anyways. All right. Good night. Thanks for listening. For more of An Intrepid Adventure, go to markglenmore.com. This has been a Paul Robinson production. See you soon.